Thank you for joining us. This is Representative Dan Miller, and you are listening to On the Table. And I'm very excited uh, to have a special guest with me here today. Uh, we've been trying to get him. He's super booked, super popular. I'll introduce him in just a moment, just a little tease here. With me, as always, or well, almost always, is Nick. Nick, how are you today? Great to be here. Feeling good. Are you excited? I like how he's I am excited. Great to be here. It's like his job. <laughs> that's <laughs> hey, good. Hey, man. Any, that's day, good. any day we can do the podcast is a great, that's exciting good. That's day. That's good. That's good. Well, listen, we are excited just because I, my friend is joining us is actually chair of uh, one of my favorite committees I was part of, the one one of the ones I look forward to the most, uh, and it's an extremely important. I know he's been doing such a great job already with it, but the majority chair of the Education Committee uh, from the 134th Legislative District, Representative Pete Schweier. And when you say special guest, you know I'm an only child, right? Yeah. So not only am I a politician, I'm an only child, therefore I am the most interesting person I've ever met. Well, so that, thank you. Thank, Nick's, Nick's laughing. Yeah. Well, so, look, we're the we're most interesting to, man in the room. I'm, 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 just ask me. I'll let yes. you know. Well, that's good. That's why we have you here. We're so excited. And Pete, uh, I know you guys have been working hard. And we're going to jump all over for a minute. Yeah, but totally. how do you like being education chair? It is tremendous. So my kids go to the downtown school district. So I represent one of the poorest uh, 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 districts in the, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. When you look at the bottom, uh, the bottom, you know, 25 schools in terms of funding equity, we're always in the bottom seven or six. We're right. We're always, you know, one of the most underfunded and one of the most dif difficult districts. And so, but my children are students there. I got a daughter in high school. I got another daughter in middle school. And the ability to do something that is so uh, unbelievably meaningful, but also personal really is 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 just it's i mean i hate using the word honor because politicians use that throw that word to around too much but it is it's important and the stuff matters yeah. and not only does it matter to every kid but very personally it matters to me and, and and my family so it's great well you know look and i'm glad you're there with it uh no disrespect to the outgoing chair from from pre previous years but I, I always felt it was a committee that was not where it should be there's not a lot of energy on that committee beforehand and i don't understand it there's an urgency kids get a year older every year every day we have a, another graduating class. We have another class of kindergartners coming in. And I never understood the lack of urgency that I always felt back. Pete, look, I, I think I'm like me and Eddie, uh, Pashinsky, there's only a couple of us who actually were certified teachers and who taught, right? So in the legislature. And you, you what did I was you a, I was a, I, I had an emergency certification. I was a part of a program called Teach Philadelphia. I taught in Overbrook, uh, okay. uh, the Overbrook Cluster, Shoemaker Middle School. All right, there you go. Yeah. I, I, was, long, uh, but, yeah. I was secondary history. So Very good. good. But I uh, so I actually went to Dermody back in the day, and I said, hey, look, Derm, uh, I, I love the topic. I'm excited to be there, but it's sapping my soul. Like, we're doing nothing in this committee with so much that needs to be done and talked about. And again, the, the previous chairman was always kind to me. I can't sure, say that absolutely. you – but the committee was so lackluster in its scope. So I'm, I'm just like, – I can't tell you how excited. In some ways, jealous. I'm like, this guy – Education chair, that means yeah, something. you're not training leadership for it. Though, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, before we go too far, Nick always uh, gets on me a little bit here because we do play a little bit of a game uh, just to try and uh, you know uh, get to know you a little bit better. Sure. And uh, Nick, why don't you tell us the game? So the game is two truths and a lie. I will read three statements about you and your district, and Dan has to guess the lie. Okay. Yes. 
Yes. Oh wait, no, I got it. I got it. All right. So look, I take this very seriously because I've been. I see that. I've been uh, sucking. You, you don't. You don't take it quite as seriously as the product in Nick's hair. And I know this is an audio. There's, uh, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's nothing. In there. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Look, believe me, I cannot yeah, comment. The, Every time honest, I see that's Nick's... the most honest thing in the building. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Every time I see his hair, I'm jealous. Uh, look, so uh, I've not been doing great in this lately. So, uh, so Nick is going to guide us through a couple things. So Nick, uh, all right, I'm focused. Give me the first one. You ready to go? Yeah. 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 Okay. So as far as I know. No, Rep Schwire was never a reporter. You know that I love the reporter connections. However, before he joined the General Assembly as a representative, uh -huh. he worked for a number of years as a legislative staffer. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know that one. Okay. So I'm going to go with that one as being true, but I hear you. All okay, right. go ahead. History question. I know you love history. Oh, you, While Philadelphia... By the way, when he frames this, it's always like something I drop. But go ahead. <laughs> While Philadelphia is, of course, the home of the Liberty Bell, during the Revolutionary War, the Liberty Bell was actually smuggled out of Philadelphia and kept in Allentown for safekeeping. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, give me the third All one. All right, third and final one. Here we go. Allentown and the Lehigh Valley have been home to many famous people. In fact, Dwayne The Rock Johnson once called the area home. But perhaps no one represents the city as well as native son Allen Iverson, who was both born in and named after the city of Allentown. Okay. All right. So so let's see what we got here. So let's let's take a look. And again, if you didn't catch it, the 134th district is of course home to Allentown, yep. right? So yeah. And how much of your district is out is about 70% of my district is in the city of Allentown. I have a, a large borough, um, the borough of Emmaus next door, and I have part of a township, Salisbury Township. Right. And I think, by the way, some people would be surprised by how diverse. Yeah, my, my school district is 6.6% Caucasian. Um, my The city as a whole is pushing 58, 50, uh, 59% uh, Hispanic and Latino population. Um, prior to redistricting, my district was 65% Hispanic, uh, Latino, 15% African American, and had the third highest LGBT. TQ population per legislative district. The city of Allentown is also home to the third highest Syrian population in America. So Dearborn, Michigan, Flint, Michigan, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Was it home to Iverson? I'm not telling okay, you. That's all right. your. <laughs> all right, so you let's think see. I, so, I ain't yeah. no rookie, man. Come all right, on now. That, okay. Okay. We'll just see. Okay. So look, I, I, I'm, I said I've, I've known Pete for a while. I'm going to go that he was a staffer. Uh, yes. Back in the day, right? Yes, of course. Who, who are you staffer? I worked for Jennifer Mann. I worked for Steve Samuelson, and I worked for Lisa Boscola. All right, see? So he's House got, and Senate. Yeah, all right. He's got a lot of experience with that. And then the other one was the Liberty Bell being smuggled um, out, which, um, see, I, I don't... By the way, the Liberty Bell, have you seen the Liberty Bell? I've been to the Liberty Bell, yeah. How easy do you think that thing is to move? I, I mean, uh, you get enough horses and a big enough car, you could probably... People actually well, worked for a living back then. Yeah. You well, know? think about how they got it up, they got it up there. But, right. yeah, so I'm going to go that it was smuggled. <laughs> okay, and then the other thing is that uh, Iverson was named for Allentown. Was born in and named after Allentown. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with the Liberty Bell being true and Iverson being false. You are correct, oh, sir. Oh, thank God. All right. <laughs> We're done. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Allen Iverson was actually born in Virginia, has never been, as far as I know, to Allentown in I his life. I have no idea. If yeah. he, he hasn't called. He didn't ask to, to crash in my, my place. But you knew about the bell. Oh, God, yeah. It was, a, it was at Zion's Church, which is on Hamilton Street. It, it Literally, Hamilton Street is the border of my district and Josh Siegel, new member from, from the Lehigh Valley. It's a, it was, it was uh, hidden in my district. It was, it was walled up. 
in the basement of a church, uh, the, 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 again, the Zions Church in downtown Allentown. Uh, there is, was a museum dedicated to it. The church was recently sold, and the nonprofit organization that sort of did it, and, and it, 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 yeah, we're, we're going to leave that go. But up, uh, up until recently, there was, a, uh, there was a, uh, a nice little museum dedicated to it. Yeah, so, yeah, they have a replica of the— Is the museum gone? I, the space is still there. It's in transition right now. The 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 the, uh, the nonprofit said that they're going to open up somewhere else. Uh, the new church owners are trying to preserve their history as well. There's just you know. Is it has there been like so like tourism kind of goes around no, around I, this? I, I, there's not a lot of tourism there. No. Uh, there's a lot of tourism in, in the Lehigh Valley, just not around the Liberty Bell. Um, it was used a lot for school trips. And, you know, you, you bring your second graders in and they talk about it and dress well, up. Well, listen, I, and such. I appreciate that, Pete. And, and uh, look, I was doing right you were I yeah. Was due. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh all right that's good that's excellent but Dwayne the Rock Johnson grew up in Freemansburg which is Northampton County so Lehigh Valley yes if you wanted to go Allentown athletes you know we we had Hall of Famer Andre Reed is uh is an Allentown graduate he's he's probably our most famous uh recent athlete uh although we just had a kid draft in the NBA too so oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Tyrese Martin, he, he uh, uh, played for UConn at the end of his uh, uh, college career uh, and uh, was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. Great kid. Uh, I watched him play in Allentown a ton. Really, well, really good UConn kid. had a good year. They did. That was two years ago. But, yeah, he – well, they, uh, Tyrese played for them two years ago. Oh, I see. So, yeah, yeah, so. Well, uh, UConn, of course, was my team growing up in Connecticut. So, uh, but, yes, so I appreciate that. But, uh, hey, listen, Pete – the Education Committee, okay, so you guys have been busy already to start the uh, the term out, uh, doing some big things here. What, what's been a couple of the, the big items that you're proud to have been working on already? Yeah, so the, the, the we have a number of things, as you mentioned before, Dan, we have a number of things that, uh, a lot of a lot of, a lot of things that, that, that policies that are affect education have really atrophied over the last decade plus. Uh, one of the big ones, I mean, we're talking funding commissions and all kinds of stuff, but the, one of the big ones is the fact that we're just not turning out enough teachers. Teachers. You know, it was point. There was, you know, I'm 40. I'm going to be 45 in July, and you know, when, when I was a kid graduating high school in the 90s, there were tons of kids coming out of high school that wanted to go become teachers. They'd go to Apache school, they'd go to state-related schools. Some would choose private schools, and then they would they they would turn out. We we used to turn out anywhere from 15 to 20 thousand kids with uh, teacher certifications a year. Now we turn out about seven, mm-hmm. and and it, it, it's a combination of factors. You know, number one. The the lack of support in the community, the fact that every nut job QAnon lunatic thinks that they know what's they they, they did their own research and know what how to be a better teacher. There's over uh, being overworked in the classroom. Coming off of COVID, really decimated the ind- industry. And frankly, the the cost of entry. You know, if if you're going to be go go become a physics teacher in, in middle school or high school, why wouldn't you just go become an engineer and make three times the amount of money? So it is. It, we we are not doing a good job of gener- of creating that next generation. Of teachers. So we passed three bills. All three of them not only passed the committee, all three of them ba- passed on the floor of the House, and all three of them were bipartisan bills. Yeah. So one of them, the, probably the biggest one, was uh, former Speaker Mark Rossi's legislation to create a PA teach, uh, a teacher pipeline scholarship program. Scholarship program for $8,000 a year for every year that you're enrolled in college, so long as you become a teacher afterwards, you, you, that money is uh, is taken. So if I can knock $32,000 off of your college uh, college bill. You start making a difference. You're, that's real money. And you're, you're, you're especially if you're going to Apache School or, or, or state-related where you're, you're you know, where you're already Which getting those. Which should be promoted. 100%. And- 
and and so many of them yep. were originally designed for education teacher schools. and yeah. nursing, by the way. Yeah. And, I mean, yes. yeah, was, like, I went to Apache school, and I can remember Which like one? my uh, Lock Haven, mm-hmm. and my graduating class was predominantly teachers. Yep, and we were the pipeline for the entire you know northeast and southeast yep. Atlantic Seaboard. Yep, so that was a big one. We also uh, the uh, another one that was absolutely huge was a uh, Mike Schlossberg bill, my colleague from Allentown, and Mike's wife is a teacher in Allentown. Mike's wife is a middle school English teacher at Harrison Morton Middle School. Now, let me tell you about Harrison Morton Middle School. It was built in 1871. Right. Literally, the as Mike likes to say, the Civil War was that thing that just ended the other day. And and uh, she teaches there. And so he has a very, very deep concern for urban education, as I do. And one thing that we notice, even though our school district is incredibly diverse, our workforce isn't. We are not doing a good job at all of encouraging black and brown kids uh, people from the lower end of the socioeconomic se- uh, uh, spectrum to go into our uh, into the field of education, and so his grow your own bill uh, creates career pathways for folks that helps communities develop and 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 train and create new career pathways for teachers. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to do that is if you're a paraprofessional, this bill, if the Senate takes it up, will create a pathway for somebody to, to, who maybe is a non-traditional college student to be able to, to, to get into the education field. It has the benefit of creating more teachers, but it also has the added benefit of creating more teachers that look like the communities from where they come. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, that's a key thing. And Pennsylvania has not only struggled, I mean, it's an issue across the country with it, but it's great to focus. I think that was two, right? Was there a third one? Yeah, uh, Representative Bob Freeman, another Lehigh Valley guy. Um, um, who, by the way, getting back to history, uh, uh, so the Declaration of Independence was read in three places in Pennsylvania. One of them was East in Pennsylvania. So I just so add that to two truths and a lie when you get Freeman to come on here. That's good. I'm going to remember. And, and I just I just I just gave you a pro a, a good one right there. So um, they they do Declaration Day every year in East. It's kind of cool. Um, or Constitution Day. I, um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, uh, that is a tutoring program. So for kids that are in 11th grade, 12th grade, who may be struggling academically, getting them to focus on their studies by helping other kids that are also struggling academically in lower grades, it's a really nice program. They can earn academic credit for it. So that bill's been yeah. kicking around for eight years, and so we're moving stuff. Well, and that's the key, and that's the thing with the two. I bumped into some people, and they're like, well, you guys are so active uh, you know, as, as we're moving along. And I'm like, well, it's easy because we've had so many bills and ideas that have been authored in terms past multiple terms passed and they've just been collecting dust the whole time so now we're ready to go we're moving on to some new things and to be honest your leadership and the direction of the education committee um is so needed you know for us to be moving forward so i appreciate that we have a great committee we have we have we have people who's your favorite um, no, I'm just kidding. All right. uh, who's my favorite member of leadership? Do you want to start there? Um, I, I, I love I love them all equally. Yeah. Uh, no, but we have a great committee. We have some some first term members that bring a lot of enthusiasm. A couple of former school board members. Uh, we have. Uh, I'll tell you who's killing it. I want to give one person a a, a, a shout out from the first term members. Uh, Izzy Smith Wadell from Lancaster. Yeah. Izzy, uh, he you know, passy guy. Uh, you know, is, is city council president of Lancaster. I was once city council president of Allentown. He is just absolutely crushed. It, but Paul Frill's doing a great job. Carol Kazim's doing a good job. Uh, Tara Probst is doing a good job. So our, our, our freshmen are doing very, very well. Well, and look, you mentioned about, um, you know, sort of the demonization of teachers. And, yeah. you know, it's been a, um, a real issue. I, you know, I often talk. I 
close to my district, um, there's a sort of a big market district, and uh, probably about a year and a half ago, I bumped into a, a teacher who I knew, and she was talking to me about. I said, "How's it going? Right? How's how's education going for you?" And um, she kind of composed herself for a moment, and she told me how uh, she, it's stressful, and she was uh, in the market district in the soup aisle. She told me, and she was you know just shopping, and a parent came up to her in the soup aisle and basically berated her, like just ripped into her for some type of indoctrination book thing that this, you know, my friend had no idea. I was like, what are you talking, how does it relate to my class? I don't, I don't know, I think you have the wrong person you're talking to. She ended up leaving her cart in the soup aisle, going out to the parking lot, and she just had to get emotional. Yes. Right, just to kind of let it out you know, and and uh, and it was rough. This is a woman who's been in teaching for uh, a fair amount of time. Uh, she loved it. I, again, I've known her for years with it, and she just said, "I, you know, what's going on?" And that sort of like nonstop uh, demonization of a profession of game changers. Good teachers are game changers. These are people that get up every day and, and not only not only educate our kids, but make sure that they're safe, yeah. make sure that they're healthy, make sure that their emotional needs are met, and and and. and they, and then they go home at night. And just like the rest of us, they have to mow the lawn. They have to go grocery shopping. They have to take care of their families. They might have older parents just like the rest of us. And if I hear one more person say, well, they get three months off in the summer. First of all, they're working in the summer. Second of all, they can't take off very easily during the school year. There's well, you a, don't want them to either. Right. I, I don't want my – when I, when, I, when I, you know, as a parent, like, oh, so-and-so decided this week to take, take vacation. Are we sure? Because we got to have PSSA or Keystone exams or whatever else. Like, eh, couldn't wait till June. Like, it's, it's, it's patently absurd. And, and and it really it, it's so offensive and and I just I, I just don't get it I just don't get it and you mentioned paraprofessionals and you know that's a whole nother topic of concern and need you know we talk about game changers in education uh, you know paraprofessionals aren't luxuries nope. right they they are required necessary uh, important aspects of how education provided for so many kids. Uh, you know, now we're coming across, I get a, you know, a couple uh, people come up to me and they say, well, I can't find paraprofessionals. I'm like, well, listen, you're paying them 12 bucks an hour. Yeah, funny how life works. You could go to Target and make 16 an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and look, the demands are different. The the skill set is different. The challenge is different. And a good paraprofessional, uh, para excuse me, is like makes a day work for so many kids. And the way we've structured inclusion Right, the way we start, you need them there. Yes. Right. Yes. So it, it's uh, it's another thing too that um, I, I know our caucus has talked about. I I know we've had conversations uh, with with some of the teachers uh, unions as well. Yep. It is a it's a major concern. It is. We we there are school districts in Pennsylvania. The minimum starting salary for a teacher in in, in a Pennsylvania school district is eighteen thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. And before anybody says, well, nobody actually pays it. That's not true. <laughs> there are school districts that start their teachers out at eighteen thousand five hundred dollars, and they're mostly in, in the southwest part of the state. Uh, there's a there's you, you know you look at a, a at a map of it, and there's this just like line of it. Now there's not many of them, but there's a lot of school districts that start their kids uh, their teachers in the twenties and the low thirties, which is not a sustainable salary for anybody. Again, who in their right mind is a mathematics major? and is going to go be a teacher for $35,000 a year in a public school, getting screamed at by somebody who also randomly thinks that they should be armed. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then, like, when you could just, like, I, or I could just move to yeah. D.C. And well, go work. I'll gotta, tell you who it is, though. 
It's somebody who loves yes. to teach. Yes. They want to do it. Right. And it, and that gets them in the door. But one of the challenges is keeping them there. Because, you know, you numbers go, uh, you get somebody to six to 10 years, you're going to see that sustainability generally set in. But as we're seeing some people, even when they get in, they're not staying. In. And also, and, and, and the trickle effect beyond that, so we also don't have substitutes. You know, my, my daughter now, again, we go to, we have a, we have a very poor district. Uh, my daughter's a German teacher quit. Um, took a job in the private sector. She didn't go to another school district. Uh, October, they couldn't find another German teacher because, again, we're not exactly creating a whole new class of German teachers. Uh, so they, they, they put her, they put a, a long-term sub in there who didn't speak German, uh, who was a, at one point in time a Spanish teacher, and they, she babysat the class. And lovely woman, everybody really likes her. She was a great Spanish teacher, retired, came out of retirement just to cover this class. God bless her for that. But she made sure the kids were doing their, their paper assignments and their computer work, and my daughter can't count to 10 in German. So we pulled her out of the class. She's in an elective doing psychology and doing a lot better. But it, it, it we're also, the, the trickle-down effect of paras, uh, of teachers, it goes to substitutes, it goes to all that stuff. Yeah. We just don't have the workforce for it. Well, and that doesn't even get into uh, the therapists and the counselors and everything else that we need to talk about, which I know is going to be coming more issues that I know your uh, committee and our caucus will be looking at and trying to work and trying to help with. Uh, there's so much that goes on with the education committee. The Democratic caucus has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm a loyal Democrat. I've been a member of this caucus as an employee and, and, uh, uh, and as a member for 20 some odd years at this point in time. And uh, it, it just the, the amount of sharing the same concerns, but more importantly, just a desire for good public policy that will actually improve the lives of the people that we represent. Leaving the noise aside, I, I will say the education committee is highly political. You know, you got charters on one side, you got traditional school districts, you got teachers unions, you got administrators, you have private schools, yeah. And then we haven't even scratched the surface of higher education, no. which is also under our purview. That's a whole nother we'll, thing. We'll, we'll bring it back. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a whole. I, I have lots. Of, I have a lot of feelings about that. But uh, but you know, as we're as we're, it's it's highly. And one of the challenges, and I and I have to be perfectly candid. My Republican counterpart, Jesse Topper, rural Bedford County. Um, also has his kids in public schools. This is the first time in 30, 40 years that the two education chairs both have students currently enrolled in public schools. It has been a long, 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 long time since that's happened. And and per, we can't actually research much further back than that. Uh, but uh, but it, it, it is a very long. So even though we fundamentally disagree on, you know, a, a number of different things, He's been great to work with because he also wants it's personal for him too, and he also wants the building. To work. Uh, you know, look, it's uh, and uh, I, I do listen to some of the other podcasts that are done in the legislature with it, and Jesse is uh, routine on a, on a couple. Uh, and and look, I I've always enjoyed my conversation with Jesse, and I yeah, when you have those. Yeah, and you have those differences, whether it's the type of guy where it just, you don't live in the differences, you, you kind right. of, you know. So, uh, listen, I appreciate it. That sounds positive as well. Um, and look, the, the key thing with public education for two and I, you know, um, I always say to people like this is how an integral public education is because it's the only place, the only place that is that every child, no matter rich or poor, no matter what your race, no matter what your religion, no matter what your ability, disability, any way that you want to talk about it, every child walks through that door and is entitled to that educational opportunity. 100%. And then what we do 
especially as those kids get older and develop their own ideas and we, you know, teach or spur their, their creativity. We teach them not only how to learn together, but how to argue together, how to win and how to lose, how to uh, fight and then go root for the same team, how to have lunch together, right, and how to go cheer at a football game together. How to be people. Well, and to be honest, we don't have a lot of those opportunities in other places. We're struggling as a society to mirror that. that that's why we need more. But hey, uh, Pete, thank you. Representative Schweier from the 134th District, Majority Chair of the Education Committee. That sounds good. Brother, we appreciate you. Thank you for spending time with us today. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. And Nick, keep working on that product. That's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, lo it looks good. Yeah. And people don't know Jason, who's the engineer here. He, his idea of product is, is bar soap. So, yeah, so. Okay, look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on hair here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but, but thank you, Pete. Uh, thank you, Nick. Uh, and everybody, we appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you very much.